Hey everybody, this is Hunter Williams, and today is going to be episode 37 of the NeuroEdge podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, and today I'm going to be talking about the six physiological benefits of gratitude. And before I jump on into everything, I just want you to know that if you haven't listened to this podcast or you have, I am a very concrete, numbers-driven, data-type person. My background is in finance. I love math growing up, also loved other subjects, but I love math. And I am very someone that, although I have a spiritual side, I am much more, I like to be in the real world. So I like to understand how things work, why they work in a certain way that they do, and how everything relates together. And you hear a lot out in the ether about gratitude. Oh, if you have gratitude, you'll feel so much better. And while I was going through a lot of personal growth through my life and different periods where I was trying to make myself better. This is one thing that would come up in a lot of self-development books and other books that you read, even if they weren't self-development, is that you would need to have gratitude and your life would be so much better with gratitude. And I would think, well, I'm, I'm pretty thankful for everything that I have. I didn't necessarily have a gratitude practice, but I I thought I was pretty thankful. And then for the most part, I had a really good life and everything. So. But as I started to come across this theme in a bunch of different books, I said, why do people keep talking about gratitude? What is gratitude? And where is the data that backs it up? And I don't think we need science necessarily to have everything and every answer for us. And you can search your whole life and you're never going to find some things you just have to know inside of yourself. But what I did for this episode is I really wanted to dive into physiological benefits that we get from gratitude and actually how it affects our systems in our body. So what are scientific benefits that we get from implementing a gratitude practice and how that is studied at a scientific level. So I'm going to jump on into that today. And before I do that, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to this. And if you are in any shape or form affected or feel encouraged or empowered by what I talk about, feel free to reach out to me. I'd love to have feedback and talk about how I can make this better. And also don't forget to sign up for my email newsletter. The link will be in the description of the podcast and YouTube video and all that stuff. So if you like staying up to date on all this stuff and like more info and also be eligible for giveaways and everything, sign up for that email newsletter. So let's jump on in. So what are six physiological benefits of gratitude? And what I did was I kind of covered a vast swath of research when I was preparing for this and really looking to different scientific studies. Now, the thing that's tough about something like gratitude where it's not concrete, it's not like taking a supplement or taking taking a pharmaceutical drug, something like that that you can necessarily study. You have to have very tight control samples and everything or be putting people through a practice. And I think that's one thing that is important is to say, yeah, you can go around and tell people you're thankful. You can say thank you to people. But do you actually make a practice to have gratitude in your life? And I think that's for me, one thing in my life that really changes when I made this a practice and a habit every single day, whether I felt good that day or not, but when I made it a practice and a habit to have gratitude, even if it's just as simple as something that I'm here drawing breath right now at this very moment, you start to do that and compound and it actually changes, I think, the neurochemistry of your brain. It also changes your outlook on how you see the world and how you construct the world around you. And what that does is it sends signals to your body about the opportunity in the world, 
about how much we have not only to be thankful for, but how much we have to look forward to and how much we can impact the world around us to be a better place. So I think it's very important and that can be very simple or it can be very elaborate, but the practice is going to look different for everybody. For me, I like to write it down. For you, you may like to say it out loud. For you, you may like to actually go and thank people. And all of those are good things. And I think the most important thing is that, like I say all the time, this is going to be with anything that you do in life, you do it and you do it consistently. So doing it over and over again. And I noticed I really started this when I started my journey as a real estate agent. And one of the planners that I had would have a spot for 10 gratitudes every day. And I would write down 10 things that I was thankful for. And I would think, oh, that's kind of corny at the time. And over time, it actually does become ingrained into your brain and those habits and pathways you start to think. You start to think, oh, wow, I am really thankful for all the things we have. And especially if you're living in America or any first world country, now is a better time than ever, even given everything going on with all the epidemic around and all that. Um, now is a better time to live than any other point in history. We have more opportunity to seek things that are closer to being our passion rather than have to worry about war or finding food or anything like that. And I'm not saying that's completely eliminated from the world, but uh, for most people, we have so much to be thankful for in that sense. So anyway, that is my little spiel to begin, but now let's jump into the six. So number one that I came across when I was researching this, and I wrote this down because I want to make sure that I say it right. There was actually a really advanced study that they did on how they, I think they used MRIs to analyze people brain, people's brain. But what they did is they wanted to see the heart-brain connection of how gratitude worked. And so they wanted to measure different areas of the heart and the brain. And one thing they noticed is what they, they call these in a lot of scientific, scientific studies, a gratitude intervention. So it would be where they take a group of people and they have a control group where they don't have them do anything different than they have the gratitude group where they put them through and exercise so they have people and have them walk through these steps that would be like a practice, kind of what we talked about, but they standardize it for everybody. And what they noticed is that one, when these people went through the gratitude intervention, they had decreased heart rate, which is good, decreased overall heart rate as they measured it the other day, which is obviously good because that means you're less stressed out, you're breathing easily, your blood pressure is gonna be lower, all that stuff that is one of the chronic causes of a lot of illness that goes on today. But also with that, the gratitude practice modulated resting state functional connectivity in emotion and mood related brain sectors. So what that means is that the brain was in much more coherence, especially around areas in the brain that regulate mood and modulate our feeling about how we feel about ourselves. So what that means is not only was your heart rate lower, but there's areas in neural connectivity in the brain that modulate our emotion that synced up with the heart to help us become calmer. And that's pretty profound and it sounds, what I try to do is break things down to more of a easier level to understand. And what's happening is when you are more thankful for what you're doing, your brain and heart actually sync up and your brain is actually better able to regulate your mood and so all these different centers in the brain, it's called functional connectivity is what this study called it. And so different areas of the brain actually were better able to sync up together to regulate your mood and then thereby actually affect your physiology in terms of your heart rate. So think about how powerful that is. Not only 
It's not some woo-woo thing. Gratitude is actually affecting the link between our heart and our brain and how those interplay and how they actually regulate our biology to be in a more relaxed state. And I think anybody's going to agree that when you're in a more relaxed state, you're going to do better work in your job. You're going to be better in your relationships, better in your family. So that was pretty powerful. And I think I wanted to hit that number one because I was like, wow, that, and we can actually embrace that and make that our life. How much healthier will we be throughout our life and how much better are we going to be to the people around us? Number two that I found, and I thought this was a cool study. And obviously I think everybody can agree gratitude is a good thing. But what this study found was that it kind of looked at the second order consequences of gratitude. So it had a control group where nobody practiced gratitude, what they call the gratitude intervention. They had a group where people practiced gratitude, but they didn't do anything after. And then they had a group where people practiced gratitude and then they did some form of giving community service. It wasn't really extensive, but they did something from that. And what they noticed is that people... The people that, so there was two groups that practiced gratitude. The people in the group that practiced gratitude and then also engaged in some form of community service or helping others or doing something in service of others versus the people that didn't do that after had lower levels of inflammation and inflammatory markers in their body. And there's different, one would be called CRP, C-reactive protein, and there's different inflammatory markers that you can actually measure in people's blood. And what they noticed is that the people that practiced gratitude and also went out and did something to help somebody else after it from this study had lower inflammatory markers in their body than the people that practiced gratitude and did nothing afterwards. So think about that as you go through a gratitude practice. One, obviously you want to practice gratitude because you want to be the healthiest version of yourself, live the best life. But think about how it actually manifests into your life and what actions take place because of it. And I think it's easier to go and help other people if you're thankful for what you have, rather than if you just force yourself to do it. And I think it's good to force yourself to do it anyway, but um, that was pretty powerful to see that actually gratitude was important, but then gratitude and giving to other people. So doing something where you were actually interactive and working with other people to do stuff, lowered levels of inflammation, which is crazy. I, when I saw that, I was like, wow, that's powerful. But from an inflammation standpoint, one of the biggest causes of disease and everything in our world, especially the first world today, is levels of inflammation. And one key component of that is obviously taking care of your diet and exercise and all things. But who would have thought gratitude is also important as well. So the third one was correlation. And this was more of a data study of correlation. But it actually noticed that there are higher levels of gratitude as people age. And it had a higher level effect on people's life as they went through. So they studied younger people, middle-aged people, and older people. And on the whole, older people had higher levels of gratitude in their life. Middle-aged people, a little bit more. Younger people, less. And I thought this was interesting because it affected their health span. So it was affecting how older people were seeing their life. And then more people that were older and had that had higher levels of gratitude tend to have more life satisfaction. So physiological or not, that's something that's pretty neat to see that it actually, as people go throughout life, they tend to accrue 
more gratitude. But I wanted to bring that up because I don't think you necessarily have to be an older person to indulge gratitude. I think sometimes, especially as younger people, it can be easy to think about what we don't have and where we're trying to get in life, but you can just take in the moment and embrace it today. That's gonna correlate with a much better health span and overall feeling of well-being. And I think as some of these studies show, the mind-body connection where you have gratitude and how that's gonna interplay to your health um, is one thing, especially if you're not someone that is in the older age group, that's a senior citizen, you would want to be more focused on. So, The next one is I came across one and this one didn't really, I didn't want to get into too many different parts of how it, there's just so many different parts of the brain. I don't really understand the brain as well, but it affected areas of the brain that are related to depression. So again, they took people through this gratitude intervention and they actually measured the brain. And after looking at it for a while, it affected areas of the brain that affect depression. So if that is something that you've ever struggled with or at any point in your life, there's obviously gonna be, can be a multiple, multitude, hundreds, thousands of different causes that could be affecting that. It could be your life circumstances. It could be your diet. It could be exercise or lack thereof. It could be your job, anything, relationships. But one thing that gratitude did have an effect on is different centers in the brain that help regulate mood and especially depression. It is come, came across all these studies and this was a meta study of a lot of those studies that said that, hey, this is something that you can correlate to help improve depression. So I think that's really important too because in today's age, depression seems to be treated more as a, I don't know if a disease would be the right word, but it's something that we try to use pharmaceutical drugs to account for. And I think before going that route, it's important to look at the chemical state of your brain and then how you can use things like a practice like this, just as you use exercise or anything like that to help improve. So again, this is all part of our brain and neurology that's going to help us improve performance. So that was number four. Number five, this one was pretty cool. So another one of these gratitude intervention studies was linked to the brain's mu opioid networks while it actually um, sparked the same areas of the brain and the mu opioid centers that relate to interpersonal touch. So think about that. The gratitude had the same, almost the same effect as interpersonal touch. Now, anybody knows that actually touching physical other human beings is part of our development. As children, as we get older, it's very important that you are touched in a loving way by your parents and everything because that helps develop empathy and all that stuff. But a gratitude practice actually set off the same neural pathways and receptors in the brain and the mu opioid center that relates to interpersonal touch. And the other thing was uh, relief from pain. So you're actually almost, when you're practicing gratitude, taking the same type of approach as that you would through like love where you're in a good state, you're loved by others, and you're also reducing pain. So I think that kind of plays back into the whole inflammation thing. When you're actively doing this, and again, making a habit, it's not just saying one day, hey, I'm thankful to be here. It's an act of practice in a lot of these studies where people that went through exercises over a prolonged period of time. So it actually helped the brain reduce pain throughout the body. And I think everybody knows that pain is not necessarily like, oh, my knee hurts. It's 
something that's going on in your knee that's sending a signal to your brain that's telling you, oh, my knee hurts. And what gratitude can do, I'm not saying it's going to cure broken bones or anything like that, but what it does is it helps these areas that you may have pain, where a lot of times pain may be built up trauma or something like that, um, to help eliminate that. So I thought that was really interesting and neat that you actually had one, the same simulation of personal touch, but also the same reduction of pain. So pretty neat. And the last thing that I came across, so this is gonna be number six, was synchronized activation in multitude regions of the brain and lighting up reward pathways with the hypothalamus. So again, it kind of goes back to the functional connectivity, a lot of this stuff, but it actually, this one measured as synchronized activation. So with the hypothalamus, which is just one of the control regions of the brain, it is synchronizing a lot of these. So this one kind of ties into that first one we talked about as well, where it is syncing up these centers in our brain where everything is firing on all cylinders. And I thought about this because sometimes when we're in our life and everything just kind of feels like it's out of control and you're going in a thousand different directions and you're confused and things are going different. But then there's other times where everything just feels in sync and you're in flow and you're focused and you're channeled. And gratitude is going to be one of those things that in this study helped create that. And particularly this one, what I want to talk about is they noticed that it helped with neurotransmitter production. So serotonin and dopamine, which are also important in preventing depression, but uh, it helped as a precursor to produce more serotonin and dopamine, which is pretty cool because along with exercise and all that stuff, this goes hand in hand. I think having gratitude practice is important as having any other habits of a good diet and good exercise. So you look at that, that's a physiological, tangible benefit that you can get that if you're not doing right now, it's one of the easiest things to do. If you just take, even if it was three minutes out of the day and just say out loud what you're thankful for or write down what you're thankful for, it's amazing how that reworks your brain. And then as you can try to integrate that as much as possible. But, but um, my overview and take on this is if you get anything out of this is that gratitude is an extremely important pillar of everything we're gonna do. And especially if you're trying to optimize mental performance, cognitive performance, overall wellness. This is something that a lot of people won't talk about in the fitness world. And it's more of, hey, you know, this is your diet, this is your exercise. There are a lot of other factors that are going on. And a lot of it is the signals that we send to ourselves from the external environment. I think one of the good ways to flip that on its head and say, and become in control of your external environment is one, take a moment to pause and be thankful for everything that you have. So you get anything out of this, one, try to implement a gratitude practice. And again, that could look like a bunch of different things, but even if it was just as simple as taking two or three minutes out of the day to say what you're thankful for, I think it really starts to shape your worldview and how you see everything going on in the world, which is going to make you able to better serve other people. People are going to like you better and trust you better because you have a set view of the world that is more thankful and more open to opportunity and making a difference. So I think that's extremely important. If you get anything out of this, think of a practice of gratitude as important as your diet and exercise. And again, a lot of people will talk about diet and exercise and you can go down the rabbit hole about fighting about what the proper diets are or what the proper exercise is. But 
one thing that is often overlooked is being thankful just to be able to choose different diets or choose different exercises and then we have all the choice that we can. So I think that's one of the things that a lot of times I like to look at precursors for certain certain things to get us there. So rather than getting better at making decisions, how do we eliminate a lot of the decisions so we don't have to make that many? So fixing the underlying issue. And I think for a lot of people, whether you're anxious, frustrated, whatever it is, gratitude is going to help set a precursor to be how to be a, a better lens through which you see the world, if that makes sense. So again, and I, I want to finish this with saying, regardless of whatever point you are in life, and I've been at points in my life where I think, I used to hear things like, oh, you know, just have gratitude. And I think that's the, I used to think that's the cheesiest thing because, hey, I got to pay my rent this month. You know, I'm not thankful. I got to go find a way to pay my rent this month. How can I be thankful for anything. And I think that is as much as it would have gotten on my nerves to hear me say this when I was at those points in my life, it's actually the most important thing you can do. Because when you're stressed out like that, when you're worried about, hey, I've got to pay my rent this month, you're sending a signal to your body that something's wrong. And then that starts to carry over into every other, every other area of your life. But when you're thankful, you actually can more operate from a place of abundance. So gratitude kind of creates this state of mind of abundance in your head as opposed to being stressed out. So if you're someone like me that would have said like, oh, that's a bunch of hogwash, cheesy nonsense at one point in your life, really take into account these physiological benefits and how that actually is going to change the way that you're operating to become a better person. So I know at one point I was like that in my life and I always would have wanted to say like, well, show me some evidence that it's there. So if you're a type of person like that, really take this to heart and uh, understand that there are actual tangible scientific benefits of it. And it's one of those things that you have to implement a practice and you're not, it might not seem normal at first, but after you do it for a week, two weeks, a month, six months, a year, it's going to start to become normal. And then it's going to start to affect other areas of your life, just as if your diet and exercise would do. So anyway, that is my spiel on the physiological benefits of gratitude. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, please let me know if there is any way that I can make this better. Any other topics you want to hear me talk about? Any other ways that I could make it more entertaining or anything? If you have questions, I am more than happy and would love to hear your feedback. So please let me know. And if you stayed this whole time, again, my sincerest gratitude, <laughs> no pun intended, uh, for listening. But I just want to say thanks because I know your time is extremely valuable. So anyway, thanks. And I look forward to talking to you soon. Peace.